Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gower for the intro music. Enjoyed the show. We are thrilled to have as our guest, Lee Abrams. Lee Abrams is an American media executive who has held a number of posts for large and influential companies, and is generally credited with developing the album-oriented rock format, as well as co-founding XM Satellite Radio. One project that Lee is currently working on is audio-visual production with Alan Parsons and Danny Zelisco which should be completed in 2023. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all. Don't forget to follow Elliot. First of all, you're doing well, right? After this whole crazy last couple of years we've been through. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a crazy time, but... Um... You know, it really wasn't that different from the late 60s, uh, except now we have, uh, you know, uh, electronic and social media to magnify everything. But uh, despite all the craziness and COVID, they're doing great. Good. Yeah, you, um, I think you, it was you who came out with the quote that um, uh, news is the new uh, uh, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, information is the new rock and roll. Right. Okay. And I think you're right. That's um, kind of what drives everybody now, right? Yeah. You know, people are, uh, are just have 24-hour information at their fingertips. And uh, there's so many information sources. And that's what people are gravitating to. You know, it used to be a uh, Walkman. Now it's your cell phone. And uh, arguments used to be about uh, you know, bands and artists and, uh, and music. And now they tend to be more politically uh, motivated so uh yeah, yeah there's similarities as uh um in, in terms of uh, what's driving the culture today okay so now um last time i spoke to you you were working on a vegas project actually that um we changed that that was uh, with alan parsons and a guy named uh, i think you know danny zalesco sure and um and uh, um dean agnator who's uh another guy in uh, Danny's uh, region. And uh, we were originally going to do it in Las Vegas. Uh, it was an event, an audiovisual event. And we had um, uh, just amazing, we had Doug Trumbull signed on as our oh, wow. uh, audio video, video guy. Uh, wow. And um, he died. And oh. so we had to really change yeah. course. So now it's going to be an installation, a lot like uh, the Van Gogh exhibit, if you saw that, uh, where it's just you walk into an experience. It'll be uh, the history of music. Uh, we don't have a name for it yet, but we're playing with some. 
And you'll walk into these rooms, it'll be this tremendous 3D just experience that takes you through the history of music from, uh, from pre-caveman to uh, whatever is next. Well, and yeah. is it, Alan still doing that with you guys too? Yeah, he sure is. Well, well I we saw I, I, a little bit. He had, uh, you know, he was ill. Yeah, he had some back surgery, but he's better now. And yeah, uh, yeah we're, uh, we're planning on 2023. Yeah, I saw Alan. Um, actually, I interviewed him, but he, I uh, saw his last show with Danny. And um, he's still amazing. You know, he, he puts on a. Oh, tour. yeah. I, I saw that same tour about a week uh, either before or after uh, yeah. he played down there. And it was amazing. It was great. Yeah. Did, did, did a great, great show. So um, that's going to be great. So you're going to go take it from uh, city to city? Yeah. It, it's uh, built so it can be duplicated around the world. Well, okay. Yeah. And we'll probably well, start it in LA or start it in New York or somewhere like that. And then. Assuming it's a big success, we'll expand it. Uh, no, I think I think last time we spoke, it was supposed to it was supposed to have been live, right? You know, the band was yes. live, but we now it's going to but now it's going to be uh, recorded. Uh, right, all audio, video, no wow. uh, actual live. That's incredible. That, actually, yeah, that allows us to do a lot more in terms of things like taking it to other cities. Yeah, simultaneously, right. and um, you know we can create an amazing experience just with uh, art and colors and effects and all that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, even though well, uh, it won't be live. And it's it's amazing how it's it's all it's the same names that keep coming up, right? Whoever yeah. we work whoever we work with, it's you know Lee, it's Danny, it's the same. In fact, I spoke to a Joel Selvin the other day. Oh yeah, and you know the author, and um, he said to me, "You're still in New Mexico, right?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Ah, Danny's Alesco territory." <laughs> you know, everybody knows everybody, and um, yeah, that's it, it, it's pretty funny. So, um, okay, <laughs> so that 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 that's been on my mind since the last time we spoke. So I got to find <laughs> out because you told me well, you couldn't get. Okay, time. cool, and uh, no idea when it's going to be ready. Oh well, yeah, we're sort of planning on probably third quarter of next year. Nice. Perfect, yeah, perfect, perfect. That should work out pretty well. It's great. And a no title. So, okay. So that's one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about. Second is, um, and I'm sure everybody asks you this, the uh, history of radio. What? Not the history, but the future of radio. What the heck's going on? Well, I don't see much uh, opportunity, much, much growth potential, if any, for uh, FM radio. Um, I think it'll continue to do well, 50 and 60 plus. But boy, you get down to the younger ages and it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just their grandparents' medium, yeah. uh, or, their, or their parents at least. And they just can't relate to it. It's like, why would I listen to something that has all these commercials? Or why would I listen to something that doesn't play the song I want to hear right now? And it just has inherent uh, problems competing with the streaming world. And I remember when I when we were at XM very early on, uh, we talked to you know a lot of people about um, about satellite radio, just you know casually uh, in shopping malls and restaurants wherever we were, and um, we talked to a lot of people you know in their fifties, forties even back then, and uh, ex explained what satellite radio was going to be because it wasn't on yet, 
and they were all oh, fantastic. Boy, it'll be like uh, when I was growing up listening to radio and uh, you're going to have a, a reggae channel. Oh, man, that's great. Then you talk to somebody uh, younger, you know, in their teens or 20s. And it's like, why would I pay for that? Radio sucks. Yeah. I can already get it for free and I don't want it. So I'm certainly not going to pay for it. And a hundred channels, I can't even find one channel, you know, right. that kind of reaction. And, and, and how is satellite radio doing? Is it? Um, it's viable? doing great. Um, it's one of the most, if not the most profitable uh, broadcast company in the world. I think their focus now is to try to grow it. Uh, they're, they're in the 30, 40 million subscriber uh, range. And, uh, you know, they acquired Pandora and yeah. uh, things like that. And so I think they're just trying to to get bigger um but it's doing real well so um is it doing well primarily because of the older listeners yeah i think older listeners and uh, it's just part of the new um dashboard environment you know used to be an amfm radio now you have all these choices a lot of new cars you can get anything you want satellite radio included sure the buttons and, yeah uh, yeah yeah but um if uh, if the if the young people aren't interested in it is it a uh, um you know is it a media that's eventually going to fade away no i think it's got a much longer life because there's no commercials to it okay and there are so many channels that really focus on you know, yeah. younger graphics okay uh both those things fm doesn't have they have lots of commercials and and they're, they have three different formats or three or four formats. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Now, um, how about internet radio? Yeah, I think there's tremendous potential there. Um, I'm not sure anybody's done it right. As a matter of fact, I know they really haven't done it right. But I call it the radio experience. It's, uh, it's online, uh, but it's uh, that, uh, that radio experience with production and, uh, you know, eliminating all the negatives, uh, just blowing up the current day radio playbook, reinventing it for online and uh, reinventing it as a radio experience, but the good kind, kind from the golden era for today. I think it's a tremendous potential. Um, You would think an Amazon or Apple, which has the muscle would figure it out, but I don't think they have yet. Um, You know, Amazon's got that new, uh, you know, be your own radio station thing, but, uh, and Apple's got a few stations, but um, none of them are really cutting through as the, you know, the new thing. And so, um, but I think there's great, nothing but potential there. And what is the new thing? What, what we, you see, I'll, I'll t- I'm, I'm being selfish. I'll tell you why. I'm starting a new show next week on a new network. For me anyway, it's um, internet. I've been doing internet radio now. And right. um, if I have 50 listeners, I consider it a win, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm looking for a way to kind of um, expand my listeners and come up with something. And, you know, I, I do deep cuts. You know, I'm not playing, um, you know, uh, middle of the road stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, where do you take it? Where, you know, what's, what's the winning format these days? Well, I think making sure the music is really good. And I, I will say I'm not that familiar with which I've checked it out, but not deeply. But I know a lot of uh, internet radio stations don't have the discipline that made the great radio stations. And as a result, they just play too much stuff and lack music focus. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's important. Production, again, uh, 
not the stupid laser beam crap you hear on radio now, but really fascinating production that adds to the experience, takes you somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think those, and then uh, special programming, I think you got to have built-in appointment listening features. And, um, you know, in the old days of, of AOR, all those, yeah. frankly enough, some AOR stations still do it. But things like trademarks, uh, two for Tuesdays, midnight album hours, creating uh, appointment listening. Uh, it might even feature your most important artist and playing them for uh, all day Sunday, you know, just yeah. whatever it is. So I think um, those are just a few of the characteristics. I think getting the word out, um, probably a real good PR form to be worth investing in to yeah. get our and get press and because uh, there's again there's a lot of internet stations but uh, very few are you read about all the time or hear about maybe you and maybe you and parsons will give me a hand sure. <laughs> you, you parsons and danny <laughs> sure oh that yeah maybe you guys have a few extra uh, minutes during the day um cool yeah so you know so you're going back to um the uh, late 60s, 70s radio format here. And, um, you know, to, I remember... I was oh, in, I'm sorry, in this case. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For an older audience. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, sure. And I, um, you know, it's funny because you, you know Michael Epstein, Epi? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I grew up with Epi. You know, I used to work for Epi. And um, he's in, he says, you go back to the roots. You go back to, you know, he's still booking bands the way he used to, you know? And, uh, you know, uh, Danny is too. It's the grassroots. Oh, no. it, it, it's getting into the battlefield. And um, that works for, for our demographics. You know, at my age, your age, Danny's age, uh, Epi's age, it's getting these new kids involved. Now you have to be, um, you have to do DJ work on Twitter while you're on an internet station, you know, juggling balls in the air and, you know, fire coming out of your butt, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, to, to, to get people to watch you. And it's, um, you know, it, it's a whole I, different ball game. I think uh, the real gold is on the upper end. It's just very competitive. And, uh, and uh, it's just uh, crazier on the younger end. It's just more difficult to get traction. Yeah. Older end, I think it's pretty much wide open. Is, uh, it, is, is it worth pursuing at this point? Sure, absolutely. Now is the golden... Uh, we're entering the golden age of internet radio. So yeah, okay. now is a wonderful time and a perfect time to really establish it as a brand rather than just a hobby. Yeah. I noticed that. I know that's the case with a lot of people. They just, yeah, this radio station. Yeah, yeah really? Uh, how serious are you about it? Oh, I don't know. It's something to do when I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a free hour. Yeah, yeah. I did it for, you know, two years now. I've been hustling. And um, anyway, so that's that. Next, next, the uh, uh, future of the world. Where, where were we going? <laughs> well, the world's definitely having a nervous breakdown. I think um, you know a lot of it's because of electronic and social media is feeding it, and um, it's just going to be very interesting. It's impossible to tell what what the next surprise is going to be because it seems to be one after another, and. Um, you know, now a lot of the big surprises are just almost mainstream news, like shootings and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how it all pans out in, uh, in uh, 
uh, uh, Russia and, and over in China too, because there are some threats there. And pol- politics is politics is a mess. Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah. So, uh, and you know that gets back to information to new rock and roll. There's just so much going on. That's where all the action is, you know, in yeah. the world. So uh, it's yeah. just fascinating to watch, and uh, I'm taking a uh, as much of an intellectual approach about it as I can, rather than freaking out or oh no, what's next? Right. Uh, sort of observing, and uh, I'm sure there will be a book about it in ten years. And are we losing uh, democracy this next month, or what? Is, is this the end of the world as we know it? Well, we'll see. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's scary, uh, and it's way different, and uh, it's wild. It's the new wild west. And, yeah, know, it is. Now, um, you you're, you're still in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I when I went to college in um, Illinois, and um, I remember there's a radio station there that on Sunday nights they used to do. Um, I forgot what they called it. Some kind of a live thing. They would take studio material and just feed you know uh, clapping and staring into it one of the radio stations would do a Sunday. Really? yeah was yeah it, was it a rock station yeah it was a rock station they would have like a rod stewart concert that they would actually put together with his um you know studio material yeah and, right and make a concert yeah um it's probably wxrt or uh wxfm which or wopa or i mean WG. it's yeah, it's 45 years ago, I guess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but yeah, I don't know if you remember those days. It was I do. Absolutely. Those were yeah. uh, very inventive days when people really uh you know, worked at it, the creative side of it. And and you think that's what it's going to take on internet radio now? Yeah, I really do cuz uh you know, they're all going to have these ridiculous size libraries. They're all going to offer I think basically the same technology. And, uh, you know, jukeboxes and uh, self-selection is good and great, but there's still something magical about a curated experience. And again, takes you on kind of a journey and has companionship to it. And uh, a lot of people, when you say that, say, oh, no, that sucks. It does suck the way it's presented today and has been in the last many years. But so we're trying to capture on 20... Uh, 21st century terms, kind of the essence of, uh, you know, that, that great radio, but done on 21st century terms completely. Sure. I mean, you're not going to give, you know, uh, amen, you know, it's just, that ain't going to work. No, 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 no. And do you think there's too much news out there now? Uh, well, yeah, it's like, uh, yes, but I think uh, it's all the same. Uh, it all looks the same, sounds the same. Has uh, is politically motivated, skewed one way or another. Um, so I think there's a tremendous opportunity for a uh, a new, completely reimagined news to emerge. Um, but as far as the current state of it, oh, there's just too much because they're they're all the same, and it's depressing, and they're all following the same very dated playbook. And uh, meanwhile, you know, the world's exploding. Yeah, so we could do a real new 21st century uh, in sync with the mainstream kind of news presentation. Yeah, and they feed on fair now, right? Every, everything's based on keeping people, uh, keeping people <laughs> terrified. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, they keep people terrified, depressed, and it's very limited. The scope of stories all tend to be politics or, uh, or disasters. Yeah. So now, um, I don't know if people know this, but you're a producer, a record producer too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, know, uh, you, you actually uh, won a Grammy, right? Well, uh, yeah, the, uh, that was for uh, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, yeah. The uh, music And then I also worked with Gentle Giant. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, Pars- and you work with Parsons. Parsons and with Yes. And I you Yes, right. Very close. I mean, you work with the Moody Blues. You worked with a lot Iron Maiden. Yeah, you know, I see yeah. That. Uh, that was a that was a fun time. Yeah, Bob uh, Seger. Um, yes, a lot of times uh, the record companies were in the case of Bob Seger. The record companies were a little confused. They know he was at a peak. Where does he go now? And just an overview of who the Bob Seger fan is, who they aren't, and why, and just a whole just. Uh, download on the state of Bob Seger right and the other bands like yes you know very very much there and um, and working directly with them yep uh, you, you did a lot of work with Island Records yeah they were a client there for a while which had uh, oh everybody from uh, God let me think uh, Bob Marley on yeah Frankie goes to Hollywood that yep. thinking back then was on their label and U2 was just emerging. Yeah, Rock, was, yeah, Roxy Music, Mott the Hoople, they had a roster at one time. Great Second, label, yeah, it was yeah. Chris Blackwell. Chris Blackwell, I just read his book. Did you read his book? No, I want to, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, okay, I'll send you a copy. I have an extra copy laying around. Oh, cool. Okay, and also hey. uh, you worked at Capital. Capital, not with Capital, but you worked with Capital. Yeah, Records. we had a label deal. A, um, a uh, sort of a custom label called Cinema Records. Uh-huh. And on that, we released uh, mostly very, very, very progressive artists. Um, uh-huh. There was a guy named Michael Honig, who's a synthesizer right. master from, uh, from Europe. And we had Pete Bardens, who was in a band called Camel. Yeah. He actually came out with a record with us that really did pretty well. And got a lot of airplay. Camel, Camel's a brilliant band. Oh, they're great. Yeah. He, he was a joy to work with. And uh, Patrick Moraz, who was with the yep. Blues, yes, was on the label. And, yep. uh, and Eric Johnson, which. Uh, and Eric, yeah, you got the Grammy. Now, was, uh, was Artie Kornfeld at Capitol at the time, or was he gone already? No, I think he was gone. Okay. Uh, yeah, because. And uh, no, I don't think he was there then. Yeah, he's probably that was after Woodstock. Yeah, we had to be. So yeah, he he left Capital when he put Woodstock together. Oh yeah, this um, is way. Yeah, yeah, this is way before. Uh, Barnes, Barnes, incredible! What a musician, Peter Barnes. Yeah, he was great. Fun, oh, good guy. Yeah, one of my favorite albums of all time is Raja, that Camel album. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a gr- great album. Great, great, great album. So um, you uh. Involved with Playboy, Esquire, the New York Times, People magazine. You, 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 you're like the media guru. You've been involved. Okay, with every... I, I wasn't uh, working for those. I uh, was featured in them. Yeah, right, right, right. But you've been yeah. involved. But you've been involved with media. You've been in publications. You've you know, you've run publications. You've obviously radio, um, uh, um, recording. Um, uh, promotions you've you've been through every part of media pretty much right yeah <laughs> it's uh it's still a, 
with the new age we're in, there's a lot of lot of room to grow. Right. But uh, you know, it's been it's been been fun so far. And what's I mean, next? Well, <clears throat> you know about the uh, project with Alan Parsons. Yeah, yeah. And we have a documentary on uh, coming out with doing with a guy named Spencer Proffer, who uh, just did the video, uh, the uh, documentary on American Pie and did Coltrane. And we're going to do one um, that's about the history of music um, since World War II, but told through radio's eyes. And uh, but it's a real mass appeal story. It's really how radio and music work together to change the American culture. And John Cleese is going to be the host. Well, wow. yeah, and we'll start that soon. And uh, Spencer and I just just talked the other day about planning, and that's coming along. Uh, no date yet, but it'll be you know probably a year or so before it sees the screen. But uh, the big sort of the big big project I'm working on is a working title is called News Movie. It is what we talked about a few seconds ago, a complete and dramatic reimagination news. I mean, it literally blows up the playbook. Really? It assumes that it pretends that news on TV had never been invented. Nobody's ever done it. Never happened. Oh, if only that was, if only that was true. (laughs) You know, if it was invented today, it probably wouldn't have two chit-chatting anchors in front of a fake city skyline and a cluttered lower third with pundits screaming at each other. I mean, it's crazy. So, uh, I think this will do to news, well, I hope, what uh, FM did to AM. Well, wow. In other words, AM was dominant. Yeah. In the, and, uh, but really, you know, by the time 1970 or so rolled around, it wasn't really uh, relevant to the kind of the new mainstream that was emerging. So FM came along, which played their, their kind of music and was really in sync with the times and the rest is history. I see the same thing happening with TV news. It's big, it's bloated, it's uh, skews older, and it is like where AM radio was a long time ago. It's popular, but um, we need our FM. And uh, where, where, where where will this be broadcast? Uh, it'll be on, on the uh, excuse me on the internet and on Diginets, which are digital uh, right. channels on cable. And it'll be available anywhere. And uh, anywhere there's a screen, you'll be able to get it. Okay. And it's, um, it's not going to be a subscription service or anything like that? No, it'll be ad-supported. But we have some interesting ways to integrate the ads so they won't be obnoxious or, uh, or uh, disturb, distracting. Okay. And, that, and, that, and in your opinion, that was the downfall of FM radio. Uh, the you know, ad, ad, advertising of things, you know, the kids don't want to hear the advertising. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, it's Main Street went to Wall Street. Uh, the real broadcasters uh, sold out to the uh, to the big guys, right? And the guys who run the companies now, with a few exceptions, are really not radio people; they're bankers, right? And uh, so the, the, the record companies too are all accountants now. Oh, I know. So the culture probably at record companies too, but certainly at radio, is just 180 degrees from creative. It's all about just make the budget, cut down expenses, sell as many ads as we possibly can. And uh, Now, Lee, you were involved with the um, 
psychoanalysis, so to speak, of the um, a, a radio listener. Yeah, psychographics, actually. Yeah, yeah, you call it psychographics. So you were psychoanalyzing these people, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, do you think, looking back, was that a good way to formulate radio? Or Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah? Because it wasn't like, you know, the traditional Freudian psychoanalysis where you sit on a yeah. on a couch. It was um, just, you know, really uh, obscure ways of communicating with people and finding out where they're coming from. Right. And we did everything from hitchhiking studies where you hitchhike for, you know, all day, days at a time to study in-car listening habits, why people would tune out, uh, why they would turn it up, when they would turn it down, things like that. And uh, we did exit polls, people now coming out of concerts, you know, 20,000 people coming out of Elton John would ask, you know, as many of who's you get, what do you think of the concert or your favorite songs? What are you? Just a whole sort of lifestyle thing. And uh, we have a thing called callback cards. Whenever anybody bought a record at a, one of many participating record stores, they filled out a card that had their name, age, and their phone number and the record they bought. And there was a prize given, they put it in a box and at the end of the week, prizes are given out. But, uh, you know, we got a good return rate. So we had box stacks, boxes of cards every week of uh, each one representing somebody who bought an album. So we'd call them back and find out about their life, what tracks they like, what stations they listen to, what, what they do, what they hate, what they love. And so it was a lot of stuff like that. It was a, a combination of a lot of different techniques to just really get inside the heads of people and find out what's really going on. Because if you listen to record companies, they tell you, you know, everything's a hit. And you talk to other radio people and you get, you know, the radio response. So this was a way to really find out things. We found out so much. I remember uh, those hitchhiking studies were amazing. Right. I remember um, people would uh, be listening, a song would come on, and then they'd just slam the you know, their fist on the dashboard, go, you know, damn it. I said, what's wrong? That DJ talked over the best part of the song at the beginning. Yeah. And that happened over and over again. In the radio community, it was sort of an art form for DJs to start a record and talk up to the post, right. up to where the vocal started yeah. and keep it tight. In reality, the listeners hated that. It was so disrespectful to the music. And uh, I, remember, I, I remember in the old days when we had our little tape recorders, when you had to uh, tape, you know, the song off the radio real quick. Yeah. And then the, the DJ would say, well, you know, the Beatles, uh, your know, hard day's night. Well, I need that. And then they talk through the beginning. Damn, I, I miss, you know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, People hate it. And DJ no. still do it. And, no. uh, yeah. So there's so many uh, rules that we discovered that are ready for breaking. <laughs> and uh, that was, you know, we didn't think let's break the rules as much as let's create something new and if the rules are broken too bad yeah okay so uh yeah yeah radio got you know when consolidation happened that's when it really started going downhill it looked great on paper and a lot of people made a lot of money and it was very very popular on wall street but listeners suffered because right. the eye was taken off the creative ball and into the the business ball instead of working together and now um it's hard to get the genie back in the bottle, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, that's why the internet is exciting because it's virgin territory for transmitting uh, 
entertainment. And uh, yeah, uh, but radio, uh, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's sort of following the trend of newspapers. It's just, uh, even if it was good, uh, I mean, really well done, which I guess it is in some places. But anyway, uh, if it was well done, it's just still a uh, tired medium. Again, just like newspapers, some of them still do a great job, but um, it's tired. It's an old way of getting your new news, yeah. just like radio is kind of an old way of getting your music to a lot of okay. people. Okay. And if you, had a, if you were starting a radio show now, what would you call it? So starting a radio show? Yeah, what would you title it? If you had to come up with a title that's going to grab people by the throat and say, listen to me. Radio Free Earth. Radio Free Earth. Okay. RFE. Radio Free. Yeah, okay. And um, it's funny because the uh, station that I'm going to is called the One World Radio. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, so popular now. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're based out of the UK, actually. Um, so we got that now, a uh, format on, would you go into a deep cut or would you go into something more popular or, um, I would call them, uh, popular deep cuts. So, uh, okay. it's sort of like, uh, radio is playing a hundred, well, I'd say 200 songs, classic rock radio. Uh, I think you'd probably play 2000, but the, uh, that other 1800, really need to be great songs by identifiably uh, identifiable artists okay. so it's the oh wow factor it's like well that's uh cream but oh wow it's not black it's not uh sunshine or love or white room right um and it, the, because that way it's very familiar you know that's cream but wow it's not the same old song i hear all the time so it keeps it refreshing and all that um so, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, what was the rest of the question? Um, you know, what, what format, the format that, we, that you would yeah. look into. Yeah, it would be uh, just that, the, uh, yeah. the deeper cuts. And the great thing about it is there's a, um, a huge library of songs, uh, deep cuts, that got washed out of the AOR yeah. FM rock system. And those are the priorities, ones that actually got played. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, do, you remember Cir the do you remember Circus Maximus? They had that one tune, The Wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I, you know, I, I play that a lot of my, but I, that I used to love when uh, the DJ would play Jim Pepper, Witchy Tai Toe, you know? And um, yeah. is, is that the stuff you would go to or would you go? Um, I would say uh, it would be. Well, I'll give you just examples. Uh, Bob Dylan, the Desolation Row, something right. like that. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, um, let me think of some other ones. Uh, Tom Petty, American Girl. Oh, Tom Petty's got a ton of wildflowers. Wildflowers. Yep. Yep. Nobody plays that. Uh, I mean, Led Zeppelin, uh, In the Light, or Carousel Ombre. Those long ones are really out there would you play would you play camel uh yes you know i play it i think i'd do one of those appointment things and do a, a prog rock show where you really go deep you know yeah. sunday something and uh really tell stories about it and all that sure. uh, in a regular rotation you know maybe one or two songs but i'd really focus on the 
more of the either existing or former kind of arena fillers. Sure. Yeah. So you're never more than a song or two away from. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, guys like Peter Gabriel and Genesis and. Uh, Genesis, my God. Yeah. You can play uh, everything from the you know, uh, cinema show, right. 11th Earl Lamar, all that. Yeah, carpet crawlers, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. Supper's ready. So I'm going to get my show started next week. I got the new title for my show. I'm stealing it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I have my format now. Now I need you to come on with me and help me out a couple of nights. Well, uh, what do you need me to do? I'm going to talk to you about that. Maybe we could, uh, maybe you'll come on and say hello. That's all I need. Absolutely. We'll work something out. So uh, we got you all set then. You're going to be doing the new news format. You have the um, Farsin Zalesco thing happening. You're a busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2023, particularly, a lot of these things are going to all happen big At time. Once. But, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, we, we've all been sitting on our your thumbs for the last three years, I right? No, it's been crazy. Yeah, I, I saw I, I, I saw Danny a month or two ago, and uh, he's still bouncing around. He's still all over the place. Oh, I know. He, uh, he was in Chicago last week, right? Or the week yeah, before. he went to visit his mom, but I missed him. Yeah, oh, you didn't? Okay. And yeah, uh, he's now, he's, now he's out there with Rundgren again, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Rundgren yeah. and... Uh, and uh, Blue, Blue. Yeah, he, right. He, uh, did you see the Beatles show that um, Rundgren did? No, it was good. Um, it was different. Yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting. You know, I just was expecting a little more out of Rundgren and the crew. Um, it, it was oh, kind of yeah. like they kind of sleptwalked through it. I think. Oh really? Nailing yeah. it in. Yeah, it was just very, very. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of going to see uh, the Bowie thing that uh, Baloo's doing with uh, Rundgren. They're going to be out here in two weeks, I think. I know that. Uh, that's where you know, when actually that's when Danny was in Chicago. For the yeah. Thing. Right. And uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to meet him there, but it was uh, something else was going on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking of meeting him up there um, in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to let you get back to work. I'm going to call you offline, though. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be fine. Cool. I'd appreciate that. I have a couple of quick questions and. Um, I'll give you a call in a couple of days. I'll let you get back to work. But I want to thank you for uh, this time. And um, you're just incredible. I mean, you come up with, you kind of give, you know, speaking of focus, I mean, you just focused on, you know, this is what you do. Yeah. Well, good to hear. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've done. And uh, good luck in the next endeavors. Well, thank you. And um, we'll, we'll catch up again real soon. Okay. Sounds great. Okay, thank you, sir. Have a stay, good one. Stay well. You too. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow, so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service of gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.
Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.